Welcome back to a new season of We Are YA. I'm your host, Felicity, and joining me this season will be some of the biggest names in young adult literature, including New York Times bestsellers, brand new debut voices, and a whole lot more as we explore their latest works, their career so far, and just what it's like to be an author in 2020. My guest today is Aaron Starmer, who was born in Northern California and raised in the suburbs of Syracuse, New York. Before pursuing writing full-time, he worked in New York City for over 10 years as an editor for a travel bookseller and as an operations director for an African safari company. His middle grade and young adult novels have been translated into multiple foreign languages and have appeared on best of the year lists, including Time Magazine, The Wall Street Journal, New York Public Library, Chicago Public Library, and many more. He lives in Vermont with his wife and two daughters. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks you for having me. Of course, of course. Well, and first of all, I have to ask you so many questions about Spontaneous, which has been a YA book for a long time and beloved by many, but recently has kind of, I think, re-entered the conversation because of the movie adaptation. So first of all, I have to ask, for those who've never heard about the book Spontaneous, tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, it's, it's one of those books that has a, has a pretty big hook. Uh, it's about a, and it happens on the on the first sentence, which is uh, uh, children in a, uh, well, not children, high school st- seniors start uh, spontaneously combusting one day, and uh, and it's not they're catching on fire; it's they're literally exploding, and, and it's kind of gory and and crazy. But it happens on the very first page, so that's not really giving anything away, and it's in the title. Um, but it's a it's a story of how how the main character who's a who's a senior named Mara, how she sort of negotiates her senior year with this happening mm-hmm. and um, dealing with her best friend and finding a new boyfriend and just, you know, uh, the badness that comes with this this strange phenomenon. Yeah, it's so funny because so many people I know who read it and, you know, as well, have all said to me, it's the book that's like it's a contemporary YA novel about teenage life in high school. And there's just spontaneous combustion as well. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I need to know, what was your first gut reaction when you heard the news about it being turned into a movie? Well, you know, it's been a sort of long journey because it it was optioned um, right before it was coming out. Um, We'd actually been sending it out before it had been finished because we thought the idea was a good one and people should read it. Um, so we were talking to a number of people and then, um, the, uh, Brian Duffield, who's a, who's a, uh, a screenwriter, he wanted to option it. And I had a really good time talking to him about it. And I thought he would be a great, great pick to do it. And, and it was going to be his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, um, he had a deal through awesomeness films. Who's done, um, uh, they've done the the Jenny Han books, mm. the, um, and uh, and the Lauren Oliver movie about Before I Fall, and mm. you know lots of great movies like that. So we were set up in a in a good situation. Uh, but then the whole process between writing the script, getting the filming started, and then after it filmed, there were all sorts of crazy corporate mergers and yeah. and the wor- and the world getting in the way. So this has been in the works for four years now wow um, but but here it is finally and i'm really happy with it wow so you mean it's so they when did they film the film it uh they filmed it in 2018 so oh my, yeah. wow that yeah must, that must be tough where you're like i know it's there just just put it out <laughs> well yeah and you know and brian has been really sort of open about everything so he's 
he's taken me along in the process and shown me various cuts of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've seen various versions of it. Um, and, you know, while it was happening, it was, you know, there were corporate mergers and things changing. So money was shifting around. So yeah. it, would pa- it would pause for a while and we wouldn't have, you know, there wouldn't be a score on it or there wouldn't be special effects put in yet. And, uh, and you know, it was very fascinating for me to see all that. Uh, but also you're just, you just want to get it out there. You want people yeah. to see it. And I think so many readers had this idea that like authors are so involved in a, in a controlling way of their own adaptations when it's sort of almost the furthest from the truth, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, before I came on here, I was, uh, I was listening to your interview with uh, Christa, uh, Crystal Sutherland and I was just um, uh, nodding my whole, the yeah. whole time because <laughs> her experience, and I think a lot of the people involved in Chemical Hearts were some of the people involved with Spontaneous. Oh. I, I remember when we were filming, I, I spoke to a, one of the PAs and she was talking about how Chemical Hearts was the next thing she was going to be working on. Um, so, yeah, oh. and I, I was listening to that and I was like, her experience is so much like mine. And, and you know, so go back and listen to that, that episode <laughs> and you can have another 20 minutes of what it's like. Well, and I think that's interesting too because you both in the end, I have to say, managed to come out with what I would call a pretty stellar leading ladies in, in, in both of your adaptations in that Catherine Langford is oh, yeah. what, what a fantastic selection. Yeah, and I think, I think she's really going to surprise people in this because she plays a completely different character than, than anything she's ever played before mm. um, and, and just is fantastic. She was, she was so gung-ho for it and like up for anything and is really funny in it, um, which I don't think she's had a chance to show that in, in many roles. So yeah. So I think people are really going to, really going to enjoy that. And I think, I think as a book reader of it, I think what the trailer did, and that's all I've seen, the trailer really captured the spirit of it all in terms of the humor and also just sort of the small town vibe mixed with people exploding. Like it just all yeah. kind of felt like it was very true to the book. And I guess, is that something for an author? Is that a, a worry heading into an adaptation process where you're like, what if they change something that's fundamental to me about the book? And I can't really say anything because you want to be supportive, but you're like, oh. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't married to any like specific plot details so much as that, that tricky tone Mm. and, and Brian, uh, the director and writer, he wrote the screenplay as well. He really got it. And it's a really hard tone to pull off in, in a movie. I think much harder than it is in a book because, because the movie you're actually seeing some of this stuff happening rather than just, you know, having it described, but you know, I, it's a really sweet movie that's very gory. So it's... <laughs> but I also feel like in a weird way, like I feel like teens these days are more in that zone of like they want a bit of that nice mix of like funny, sweet, soft, but also like the, they, the world is, is, is madness right now. And so they're used to yeah. that kind of jarring composition of two things. Yeah. And, you know, when I was writing it, I was just thinking of that as being teenage life in general and and Mm. specifically your your senior year but obviously the state of the world has put it into a whole different context that i know people are going to pick it apart and say well you know they planted this in there and i mean this (laughs) this was all in the making well before our world became what it what it is now um in the in the book there is a um 
there was a woman president. So, so you'll, oh. you'll know how far back it was, it was started. So. Oh yeah. Those, those dreams in those days. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I have to know in terms of um, the fans of spontaneous, because it's been, as you said, it's been out for a while. They obviously haven't seen the film yet, so they can't really talk to what they think of the film. But have you heard from fans on social media about what they thought about the trailer? Has anyone kind of said, yes, this is what we, what we wanted to see? Yeah, I mean, I think people, there was a fantastic response for it. I mean, mm. it, was, it was, you know, they say don't read the comments on YouTube yeah. videos. <laughs> but, but I read a lot of the comments and most of them were really, really excited, you know. And it was, it was a lot of people that had no idea what it was and were like, wow, this seems like something different. And, you know, I, but I was also happy to see people saying, oh, my God, I love that book. You know, I'm, I had no idea it was going to be a movie. So, so that made me feel good as well. And, and I, think, I think obviously it's going to give access to the book to a lot of new people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's, a different, it's a different experience. But I think if you were a fan of the book, you will be a fan of the movie because it, it captures the tone. But it's, it's a different thing. It's... it's um, it's more of a romance. I, you know, the book is maybe a bit more satirical and, and um, this is more of a straightforward romance, but it's got a lot of, um, a lot of quirky and unique elements to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I will say for fans of the book who did read the book many, many a moon ago, you did for the paperback that's just come out and also for the ebook, update it a little um, for uh, some people who had questions without spoiling yeah. it, which is kind of hard to do. Can you, can you share what you did? Um, yeah. I mean, I talked about it with my editor about whether we wanted to do anything for the paperback edition. Cause it had been, been a while. Mm. And I thought, you know, let's, let's just have the character look back four years later. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, part of it is a, Part of it is a reaction to, to, uh, to some people's feelings <laughs> about the end of the book. Uh, though nothing changes necessarily. It just might add some information. Um, but it's also, it's also sort of this meta conversation about, about the movie as well. So there are, there are sort of jokes about, uh, about what happens when, you're, when your life gets put into a movie. Um, <laughs> and and just, just, you know, hopefully leaves it on an, another sort of note of, of hopefulness that 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 the book was kind it kind of ended in a somewhat melancholy way and and i think this pulls it a little more because i think <laughs> into the hopeful realm which i think we need in these i was days. gonna say we need that right now so that's yeah, good. That, yeah that is good to know well yeah you've also shifted gears lately and it's been you know this is spontaneous came out a while ago and you've just released meme which just came out like i think almost a week or two ago yeah. And, it's, and it's almost a, a complete tonal shift, but also a bit the same. But tell us about Meme. Yeah, so Meme is another sort of book with a big hook, um, which is about a group of uh, high school seniors, again, that, that decide one of their friends uh, might be very dangerous. And so they decide to take justice into their own hands and they murder him and they uh, bury his body and out in out in uh, out in the wilderness in Vermont, and uh, and to make sure that no one double crosses anyone, they they bury confessions with him in, in the forms of uh, a recording, a video recording on on their phones that they bury with the body. And then a few days later, uh, a meme pops up. That's a that's a, a screen cap from the confession. So obviously, someone out there has seen this confession that they didn't necessarily want them to see Mm. and so it's all about 
scrambling to figure out who saw this, who saw, who's seen the video, who can you trust within the group? Because um, it's a it's a group of friends, but they're more friends by by circumstance than yeah. you know than anything. So so it's really sort of digging at what each of their what each of their end goals is is in this situation, but also but also why did they get into this situation in the first place? Mm. I mean, and it's in a, and it's core in a way. It's a classic thriller of like who's who's going to betray who and who murdered who and kind of thing. What yeah. inspired what inspired you to sort of go that way after doing spontaneous? Um, I think I just wanted to challenge myself a little mm-hmm. bit. I hadn't. I I really love thrillers, and I really like a great thriller is one of the things that you know I think is a great beat read mm-hmm. or a great or or just a great night at the movies. And I've never um, I've never done it before, and I wanted to see if I could do it. Uh, my own sort of unique weirdness, sort of crashes into it constantly so it's not the most (laughs) traditional not the most traditional thriller but i wanted it to have that that constant tension that i that i love about thrillers so um that was that was a goal and and you know it it has timely elements obviously yeah but but you know uh i also wanted it to be sort of pulpy and and you know certainly not not disposable but but more, more type of book you read in two nights. Yeah. Well, and I, 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 there's a part of me that feels really sorry for modern mystery slash thriller writers these days because they have to contend with so much more devices that could solve the plot so easily. Everyone's got yeah. a phone. Everyone can get to somebody. Everyone can do a research on somebody on the internet these days, whereas, you know, 20 years ago that was just, oh, they didn't know that this person was dangerous. How do you go about building up that mystery? Like, do you are you a planner? Are you, like, meticulously laying everything out? Or are you kind of like... Write it and then figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of figure it out a- along the way, and, and and this book went through probably more drafts than I expected <laughs> it to go through, uh, and that was more because I was just trying uh, different things to sort of subvert conventions and 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 letting weird things into the plot that didn't need to be there, uh, and when we finally got focused and talking to my editor about it, it it was like, no, let's just try to try to keep this as, as tight as possible. sort of the beginning and the end were, were always the sort of same destination. Yeah. And I think that's when I'm writing, that's always, that's always helpful to have beginning and end and then sort of signposts throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I found when I was writing it, there was probably too much, too much technology, too much, overcomplication that was getting in the way and so it was all about stripping all that stuff out until you're just sort of focused on on the immediate because it was also the first book that i've ever written that was in uh first person present and you know that was a challenge and a fun challenge for me but you know that's that's a lot of ya is written like that but i Mm. i think it sort of i think it it lends itself well to a thriller in the sense that the character's the characters have no, you know, foresight of, of what happened. You know, they're not looking back on anything. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think the other part too, that was different was that, you know, Mara told a spontaneous story, but meme is multiple characters. Yeah. Was that a challenge as well that excited you? It, it was. Yeah. And you know, um, it was, it was tricky because I am a person that likes to write, um, 
straight through. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't, you know, I don't jump around. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I could just sit around with one character for a few weeks. Um. I had to, you know, as I, as because I really wanted the plot to fit and them to be echoing off of each other and, and, and their reflections on each other informing. Um, but to get your head in and out of the three, three voice characters um, was difficult at times. And I, I mean, I think it, I think it helps anytime when you're working on a book to, to read it aloud to yourself and to, and to actually have a voice behind it so that you can, so that you can see what the character is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think my one sort of final question about both of your books is that Spontaneous came out in 2016. And while four years doesn't feel like a lot of time, it's a really different landscape in YA books. Have you, yeah. what have, have you felt that? Like what, what for you has really changed between those two books? Well, I think, I think it's just much more wide open in, in the best way. Mm. Um, in, I mean, you can look at just today, the, the, um, the national book award long list of, of the, you know, the diversity of, of not only the writers, but the types of stories that are, Mm. that are being represented. Um, And, and so, you know, while, while in the past there might be trends that really dominate for years, I, I can't spot one right now. I mean, there is a, there is a little sort of, there has been a little bump up with thrillers, uh, you know, in the last few years, but it's not like, it's not so no, huge. No, you're right. It's not um, like vampires and everyone was doing vampires. Yeah. And, they you know, everyone, and everyone's saying, oh, you know, we'll say things like, well, realistic fiction's back. It, it never really went anywhere. No. It, but it's just being done in a lot more interesting and different ways. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, in a sense, you, in that sort of atmosphere, you can get a lot of books lost because you don't, you can't read everything. I see mm. all this stuff. I hear about stuff constantly. And then, and, and especially this fall, people are talking about how many books are coming out this fall because everything had been delayed. And, um, and I think there's just gotta be so many fantastic things out there that, that hopefully people will catch up with in the coming year. Uh, but it's, it's sort of a barrage right now. And in, 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 from my perspective, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. There's a lot of lot of books out there, all, all hoping to find their readers. But I'm sure they will at some point, hopefully. Well, speaking yeah. of speaking of things and, and consuming things outside of your books, when you're not writing, I want to know what was the last best thing that you watched, and it could be a TV or a movie show. Um, I have been watching um, the show uh, The Great for the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. which is that. Um, with uh with Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. Oh, okay. Yes, um, yes. She's Catherine the Great and he's he's Peter. Uh it's funny cuz I don't I never saw the favorite, but I think it's the same writer and the same tone as the favorite. It feels um, that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really ribald and and ridiculous, but just <laughs> gorgeous to look at and the p- performances are fantastic. You know, the people, the people in it are pretty awful, uh, but you love them anyway. Yeah. They've got so much charisma and it's just, it's just one of those, it doesn't matter what's happening in the show. There's always something to see, or there's always some sort of joke flying somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching that the last couple of weeks and I'm, and I'm very excited in the next couple of days that, that pen 15 is coming back, which is probably the funniest show in my in my mind, I was going to say there was a lot of Pen Fifteen fans in YA in YA literature, so I think you're not yeah. alone in that excitement. <laughs> yeah, ooh. I think that comes out on Friday. I think. Ooh, ooh, 
I'm like, right, plans, changing plans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the last best thing you read? Um, I am reading a book right now, uh, Less, which I, uh, by Andrew Sean Greer, I think is the author's name. I think it won the, won the Pulitzer Prize a few years ago. Um, and it's, yeah. uh, and perhaps it's, uh, perhaps it's the middle-aged author in me that that's attracted to it, but that's, it's a story of a, of a middle-aged author, um, you know, very different sort of life than I, than I have, but it's, it's, it's funny and sweet and sad and, and really tight, you know, it's like 280 pages, which for, for, uh, you know, a Pulitzer prize winning book for adults is, is kind of fantastic, but mm. there's so many just great little quips in it and great little moments. And, and whenever you meet a new character that he, the author just has just so many fantastic ways of describing them where you get them in a sentence or two. And, and I'm just learning a lot from that. Um, and then before that, I had actually just read uh, for the first time The Secret History because oh. everyone had told me because um, everyone had told me that meme sounded like The Secret History when I when I first pitched it to them and I, and I had never read it. I knew about it and I knew sort of the basics of it. Yeah. But I was like, but I was like, I can't read that until I'm done with this. This I don't is want true. That, yeah, I don't want that leaking into here. Um, so I, I read that for the first time and 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 it's kind of fantastic and ridiculous at the same time. <laughs> and I think, I think probably if I had read it when it came out, when I was like a teenager, it might've been one of my favorite books ever, but I just really appreciated it with, with hindsight of, of sort of the document of, of what it was at the time. But yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's, I'm, and I'm always curious with authors in terms of, as you said, we couldn't have read it when you were writing. Do you read when you write or you know, you have to be writing and then you can read as the, at the end. I just, I just try not to read things that are, um, that are too similar. Right. You know, I, I just don't, I just don't want to, I mean, obviously influences are going to leak through mm -hmm. constantly, but I don't want to be sitting down with something that is so simple, similar that either I'm fighting against, fighting against it, trying to make it so different from that, or I'm just constantly saying, well, did I, did I steal that influence? that idea from here. Right. Um, so, so that, that's usually, you know, if I'm, if I'm writing a certain genre, I might, I might avoid that for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And my last one is what was the last best thing you listened to? And it could be music or it could be a podcast. Um, I like the, uh, I really like the new Phoebe Bridgers album. That's very Ooh. good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that came out, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I would say that was one thing I wasn't avoiding when I was writing memes. I was listening <laughs> to a lot of true crime podcasts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and just yeah, stuff like that. I, I, I can't even remember the name of it, but there was a pretty good one recently about, um, about these sort of uh, boot camps that they used to send kids to in the 80s and 90s. Uh, sort of an expose of what went on at one of them in California that a kid ran away from. Uh, and it was really fascinating because I, I, I love going back to those, those times when I was a teenager and revisiting those stories that really affected me. And I just yeah. remember, although, you know, always on, on the, all the talk shows, you know, Geraldo and Jenny Jones and all those <laughs> things. It would be like, the, here's a bad teen. We're going to send them off to this boot camp. And it was sort of telling what really happened at those places. Yeah. 
yeah, I wish I had the name of it on the top of my head. No, that, no, that, no. That was a pretty good one. There's always um, those. I'm sure you can find it. Those podcasts are always so too about any crime that's sort of from the 80s and backwards where you kind of realise how much we've evolved um, yeah. in terms of solving things because it's like you sort of hear these stories of like, yeah, we just sent this kid off to the woods with a guy that we didn't really know to sort yes. him out. And you're like, really? <laughs> that feels very yeah. sketchy. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that was completely normal back then. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining me today on WeOIA. Thank you, Felicity. I really enjoyed it. It's been great. Both Spontaneous and Meme are out now. And the film adaptation of Spontaneous starring Catherine Langford and Charlie Plummer will be out this October. Tomorrow. No, October. Oh, sorry. October se- I was going to, I would, I got to drop the dates. October Do it. Sec- October 2nd in drive-ins, I think, and October 6th, uh, video on demand. So you can watch it at home. Perfect. Look at you. You've been trained well by the, there by, the you go. by the movie by the movie team, haven't you? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And tomorrow on the show, James from the Penguin Teen team will be chatting with Alexa from the YouTube channel Alexa Loves Books. They'll be talking about the BookTube community, what it's like to create videos, and just how long it takes to actually make a BookTube video. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>